From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, July 14th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Governor Mike DeWine has signed a bill that will prevent public schools and universities from mandating COVID-19 vaccines for students and staff until they receive full federal approval. The Cincinnati Inquirer reports that language added to House Bill 244 will prevent schools and universities from requiring vaccines that haven't received full U.S. Food and Drug Administration approval. All three COVID-19 vaccines were approved under emergency use authorization, a still rigorous protocol that includes clinical trials. The new law doesn't take effect for 90 days, so the vaccines may receive full FDA approval in that window, making the language moot. Ohio's chief medical officer, Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff, is issuing a warning about the rapid spread of the Delta variant of the coronavirus. He had three key messages today. The variant is highly contagious, the Delta variant is a threat to the unvaccinated, and vaccination remains Ohio's best defense to stop the spread. Bottom line is, when there are more people who are vaccinated, there are fewer people who can carry this virus. Therefore, more of us enjoy the protection. Dr. Vanderhoff emphasized the majority of hospitalization cases of the variant come from those who remain unvaccinated. The winningest coach in Mid-American Conference history is stepping down from his post at Ohio University to focus on a health-related issue. Tracy Townsend explains. A cardiovascular health issue is forcing longtime head coach Frank Solich to step down. He's 76 years old. Now, Solich served as the Bobcats head coach for 16 seasons. He captured 115 wins at Ohio University. Solich led the Bobcats to 11 bowl appearances and four Mid-American Conference East titles. His all-time coaching record, 173 wins to 101 losses. The university says associate head coach and offensive coordinator Tim Albin was promoted to head coach. I'm Tracy Townsend. An investigation continues into a deadly mobile home fire in southwest Ohio on Tuesday. Steve Vaughn reports. The Ohio Fire Marshal's Office has joined Westchester firefighters looking for the cause of the deadly blaze. Three victims were pulled out of the trailer. Two victims were found in a hallway and one was found in a bedroom. Township Fire Chief Rick Prince says all three later died in the hospital. It takes a toll. It takes a toll on us and we prepare every day and we train every day to make to be successful in our attempts to rescue and when it doesn't always go the way we want it to, Uh, It takes a toll on our psyche. Firefighters are being offered counseling. Steve Vaughn, ONN. In light of new NCAA rules, former Ohio State quarterback Terrell Pryor wants his name cleared after being suspended more than a decade ago. Dave Holmes explains. Terrell Pryor had his name erased from the record books, but now he wants it reinstated. In light of the new name, image, and likeness rules, Pryor and four of his teammates are asking for their wins and individual statistics to be acknowledged. To be clear, some of what those players did would still be against the rules today. You can't sell or profit off items the university gives you. But under today's rules, they could have been sponsored by a tattoo shop and gotten free tattoos that way. I'm Dave Holmes. A fraternity at Ohio University in Athens has been suspended for several violations that include hazing. More from Karina Nova. The beta chapter of Delta Tau Delta will be suspended for four years for alcohol violations, disruptive conduct, hazing, and harmful behavior. This comes just days after Colin's law was signed to increase punishments for hazing. It was named after Colin Wyant, who died at Ohio University in 2018 after a hazing incident linked to a different fraternity. That fraternity, Sigma Pi, was eventually expelled from the school. I'm Karina Nova. 
The president was in Cleveland in May, and he's returning to the Buckeye State for a primetime event. President Joe Biden is headed back to the Buckeye State a week from today. He will attend a CNN town hall in Cincinnati. It's expected to focus on a wide range of issues, including the pandemic and the economy. CNN's Don Lemon will host the town hall from Cincinnati at 8 p.m. Authorities are investigating the death of a five-year-old boy who shot himself in the head inside of a home in suburban Cleveland. Dave James reports. Police in Maple Heights responded to the home around noon yesterday after receiving a 911 call. The child was pronounced dead at the scene a short time later. Authorities have not said how the child obtained the weapon, nor have they provided further details about the shooting, citing the ongoing investigation. No other injuries were reported. The shooting is under investigation by Maple Heights Police and the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation. Dave James, I went in news. Emergency workers on the North Carolina Outer Banks say a boy from Canton died after he became trapped between an elevator car and the elevator shaft inside a vacation rental home. More from Tracy Townsend. News outlets report that emergency workers were sent to a home in Corolla Sunday evening and arrived to find a seven-year-old boy without a pulse and trapped by the elevator. Rescuers were able to quickly free the child but were unable to resuscitate him. I'm Tracy Townsend. Ohio lawmakers are working on a bill that would let Ohioans control how their personal information is collected and used by businesses. Details from Angela Ann. It is House Bill 376, also known as the Ohio Personal Privacy Act. If it passes, you can ask the company which type of data it collects or request a correction of inaccurate information and even tell the company to stop selling your data. But this would only apply to larger Ohio companies with sales of more than $25 million or companies with records on more than 100,000 people. I'm Angela Ann. Like other areas of the state, the city of Toledo says they saw a jump in drug overdoses last year, with opioids continuing to be the biggest contributor. Roxana Elias reports. In 2019, there were about 1,900 overdoses, with the result of 140 deaths. Those numbers went up last year with 2,600 overdoses, killing 218 people. Lieutenant Steve Rogers works with people battling addiction. Addiction doesn't discriminate. It truly doesn't. Um, It doesn't care how old you are, what your gender is, what your social status is. Um, It affects everybody in our community. Roxanne Elias in Toledo. State leaders say the construction of a new $128 million state-run psychiatric hospital, which began yesterday, will provide much-needed mental health care to central and southern Ohio. Yolanda Harris has more with the director of the state's mental health and addiction services. Construction crews used a crane to lift an I-beam onto what will become the new Twin Valley Behavioral Hospital. Now, it won't open until 2023, but state leaders say the new hospital will add more than 30 beds. We'll continue to monitor capacity capacity and whether or not we can meet the needs of the citizens of Ohio uh, for their inpatient psychiatric care. But it, it takes more than just beds. It takes a full continuum of care. Well, Director Lori Chris says the current facility serves 15 Ohio counties. I'm Yolanda Harris. A road project two years in the making, one that connects downtown Columbus to Interstate 70 East directly, will draw to a close this weekend. Andrew Kinsey has more from a ribbon-cutting ceremony that took place yesterday. Governor Mike DeWine and other officials were on hand for the unveiling of the Fulton Street ramp. This ramp will restore direct access from downtown Columbus to I-70 eastbound as part of a $1.4 billion project to rebuild the I-70, I-71 corridor. ODOT's director says the importance of this project can't be overstated. Easier and safer travel both on and off the highway, faster access to life-saving medical care, 
and more efficient movement of freight through the core of our state. That's truly a win for everyone. I'm Andrew Kinsey. And one Northwest Ohio pizza shop owner pledged to give Monday's sales directly back to his employees, and the community helped him pay it forward. Michael Tater has more with the owner of Heavenly Pizza. Josh Elkert wanted to show his appreciation for his workers. So I put it out to our customers to really kind of show the love to our employees, and they and they did a lot. Well, on a typical Monday, they do around 100 orders, but this past Monday, they did 220. That translated to over $6,000 in sales, which went all back to the employees. You can have the best pizza in the world. If you have no one here to make it, it doesn't matter. Michael Tater in Toledo. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.